be vaccinated so that you can go back to the office and do your job in the new year. Richard Friedland's view is different from that. I'm looking forward to his thinking coming up after Eyewitness News at 7 o'clock. The Money Show. The Markets. Well, the U.S. President Joe Biden is keeping Jerome Powell as the chair of the U.S. Fed, but it has brought in new blood as his deputy, Lael Brainerd, a Harvard graduate who served in Bill Clinton's White House as a deputy national economic advisor. And she was also worked under the Obama administration in the Treasury. She became undersecretary for international affairs in 2010. So, yeah, a bit more of the same coming through. Sibori Sungomalo is portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. And I saw somebody comment earlier today a, a little bit like um the, uh, the inflation isn't really that transitory nor is jerome powell he's staying put is this a good or a bad thing in terms of the global economy well good evening bruce and good evening to your listeners uh, and i mean this inflation theme is actually a big one bruce i think the one thing that if you look back at history I mean, the U.S. hasn't really has had the downward trajectory in inflation for probably three decades or so. Um, and that has affected the markets and obviously that has had a, a consequence. And so I suppose what has changed, though, is that the U.S. as a government, as other um, developed markets, they've got a lot of debt. South Africa's also got a lot of debt. And so therefore, if inflation does return and does prove non-transitory, the bigger question is not whether there is inflation or whether it's permanent, but it's actually how do the central bankers respond? Because if they do raise rates, actually that is complicated in its consequences, given the levels of debt that are now in the world, especially driven by the amount of debt that was pumped into the global markets last year to rescue global economies from, um, from, from COVID crisis. So more of the same from Joe Biden. Yeah, it's a safe pair of hands. He doesn't want to shake this too much. He wants to be accommodative of the market. And the markets are a big thing in America. Most absolutely. And I mean, lots of worries around China and whether the China growth story is finally dead or not. Nasdaq and process shares um, have been under a huge amount of pressure over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, the companies, though, performing quite strongly, despite that clampdown on Internet businesses in China, which has really changed the look and the feel in terms of what is going to happen in the world economy over the next decade or so. Yes, definitely. I mean, Tencent reported about two weeks ago. And actually, the Tencent numbers weren't amazing. It was the first time we saw declines in Tencent. Um, and Tencent has had been a long trajectory of growth. And all of a sudden, that growth became a bit challenged. But Tencent is investing a lot more. Obviously, regulation um, is starting to bite a little bit, not materially. Um, but management is saying, hey... Yeah, things were a little bit tough in terms of Tencent. But if we bring that back to Naspers and Process. Now, Naspers and Process, actually, this is a a fascinating result because it comes back to who they are as a business. And they are at the stage in terms of business where they are investing quite a lot. So, yes, we saw some pretty amazing revenue growth. So if you look at um, their total group results, we saw 29%. Um, growth in revenue, in the food business, so 86% growth, in their e-commerce, 52% growth, in classified, 100% growth. But it's all about profitability at the end of the day. And driven by their business model, actually the profitability wasn't that strong because their core headline earnings, so their core profitability, was down 4%. 
Why is that? That's because in their food business, their food delivery business, like in South Africa, they own Mr. Delivery. Those businesses are still making losses. Um, their payments business, those businesses are not materially profitable. Um, and even their e-commerce uh, portfolio, those businesses are still making losses. And so therefore, why does the market, I mean, I still assign such a high valuation for this? Well, because in terms of technology, what they're doing is it's a big land grab. They're getting scale, they're going out there, they're investing, and they're saying, well, sometime in the future, once we've gotten the scale, these businesses will be highly profitable. And I suppose that's what you're buying there. But the one question, Bruce, that is very interesting um, in terms of masters and process was that management did this massive deal um, last year to try and unlock the discount. And at that time, the discount for, for, for NASPERS and process relative to 10 cent was 19.5 and 36%. But that same discount has now widened to 31 and 50%. Yeah. And so therefore, all that financial magic that management was doing to try and close the discount between the value of 10 cent and the implied value then in the NASPERS group, that hasn't worked. And it cost them quite a lot of money. So management now has to deliver strong performance. Uh, now, abs- uh, absolutely, they're, they've had a they've ridden the crest of the way for an awfully long time, and now the the tacky hits the road, so they say, uh, and we'll see whether or not they've got what it takes in order to to deliver that value to shareholders. Uh, time yeah. will tell. Results from Omnia, fantastic results. Netcare worried about a fourth wave, and of course, a, a nice bumper dividend from Barlow World. I'll let you yeah. pick which one to talk about. Let, let, let us talk about Omnia. Omnia is a fantastic story, and then we'll go into Netcare. And if we've got time, we'll touch on Barlow's. But I mean, <laughs> both of these shares are, are self-help themes, Bruce. And our clients are owners of these. So these excited. Omnia, two years ago, uh, Stephen Gobblesame and his team have done a stellar job here. They got a business, got into a business that had a lot of debt, um, that had some businesses that didn't quite fit into their strategy. And if you look at what they have done, They've gone from high levels of debt, raised some capital, fixed the business, and now they're in a net cash position. We've seen EBITDA increase from last year, 773, to now it's just over a billion. It's impressive. We saw revenue growth grow 31% on higher commodity prices because we're seeing a lot of demand in terms of the agricultural space. And that's where they are. This is the fertilizer and chemicals and mining business. And so, therefore, this business has done a staggering job and the share price is actually showing that. And so why management took some good actions and uh, allocated capital data and have delivered strong operational results. And so an impressive um, outcome. Sorry about that, Sibuni Sungomala. We have to leave it there. I did say one. Portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. We